This is PhotoBizX episode number 475, and I am excited to bring this interview to you today. We are focusing on portrait photography and how to increase your sales consistently. Our special guest has only been in business for two years as a professional photographer, and she has seen dramatic increases in her sales as a result of what she shares in today's interview. In addition to that, we cover her promos and the way she's actually bringing those leads in. I'm talking about Canberra pet photographer Ina Jalil, who also goes by the name and maybe better known in photography circles as Ina J. That interview is coming up in just a minute. Are you planning to have a successful wedding and portrait photography business? Join Andrew as he interviews successful photographers and business experts to fast track your success. Welcome to the Photo Biz Exposed podcast with your host, Andrew Helmich. Hey, it's Andrew Helmich here from Impact Images, and welcome to this episode of the podcast. I'm looking forward to bringing Ina to you in just a second. She shares so much in this interview. I know you're going to love what she does share and what we get into. As usual, with these interviews that I record for you, even though Ina is a pet photographer, there will be a ton of takeaways, whether or not you photograph pets because what she shares will apply to any portrait photography business. It'll probably help you if you are a commercial photographer or a wedding photographer. So stick around for this interview with Inna in just a second. Before we get into that, if you didn't catch last week's episode with Vincent Puglisi, make sure you get back and have a listen to that one. Vincent recently published his brand new book, The Wealth of Connection, A New Approach to Making Business Personal. We cover some of the things he goes over in the book, including some great great stories. And the reason Vincent is so relevant to us as photographers is in his past life, he was a professional photographer and it was with his photography business that he was able to gain the freedom that he has today. He paid off all his debts, homeschools his kids, is living a fantastic life all because of photography. And although he doesn't photograph for money these days, his main focus is his mastermind groups, helping other people succeed in their business and writing books. I know you'll get a ton from what he had to share in last week's episode. So that's the interview with Vincent Puglisi. You're listening to the number one photography business podcast with Andrew Helmich, photobizx.com. I did mention in last week's episode, there will be an upcoming Facebook ads course with John Glazer coming up at the end of this month. I've had quite a few emails and messages about that course. I don't have every detail sorted at this point, but the date will be Thursday, the 25th of August. It'll be early morning Australian Eastern time. So this may well be your Wednesday evening if you're listening from overseas, but I will have more details finalized for you during the week and in next week's episode, including exactly what John will be covering. Basically, I've asked him to share everything he's doing to generate the leads he is to run two studios, one in Houston, one in New York City. He's using the same strategy, the same Facebook ad strategy for both studios. And if you've heard past interviews with John, you'll know just how successful he's been with his Facebook ads. Now, the live training will be via Zoom. It's going to be around $100 US dollars. And the price will double after the live training. So again, I'll have more details about that. But if you want to pencil that date into your diary now, it's Thursday, the 25th of August, 2022. It'll be early morning, Australian Eastern time. And if you register before or for the live training, you'll have permanent access to the standalone course after the live training has been delivered at that special price of $100. US So again, more details coming up shortly. I'll let you know when they come to hand. Okay, we're going to jump into this interview with Ina in just a second. If you are hearing this announcement, it does mean you are listening to the free version of the podcast. Now, what that means is you won't hear the full interview with Ina. I am saving a very large portion of the second half for premium members only. It's when we get into the details and nitty gritty of her promos and what she's doing to generate the leads that she is. So if you'd like access to the full interview today with Ina, you can do that for as little as $1 with a 30-day trial membership. More details about that are at photobizx.com forward slash try. And with that trial membership, 
you do get a full membership for the next 30 days. So you can access the full interview today with Ina, access the full back catalogue, see exactly what you're missing out on every single week. I'll invite you into the members Facebook group so you can check that out as well and you'll get a good idea if the membership is a good fit for you. So photobizx.com forward slash try for more details on that. Welcome to another great eye for business. It's time for Andrew's special guest. Today's guest is from the PhotoBizX membership community and someone I'm familiar with through our Facebook group, the Daily Vlog Challenge, Zoom training sessions, email and messenger. And although I do feel like I know her, I wasn't really aware of how well she was going in business or that she's only in her second year as a professional pet photographer. It was a message by fellow member and pet photographer Eloise Giardina that had me reaching out for this interview and Eloise wrote to me saying, Hey, Andrew, I'm thinking it's time you consider interviewing Ina Jay about her pet photography business. She's killing it and is only in her second year of pet photography. She's a real go-getter and the most helpful person I've ever met. So that was enough for me. Ina Jay is based in Canberra, Australia. She shoots both indoors and on location, has the most beautiful pet photography that just can't be the work of someone new to photography. And from what I can see and know, she's totally into all facets of her business, from the photography side to marketing, sales, products, and advertising. I'm so looking forward to learning more, and I'm wrapped to have her with me now. Ina, welcome. Thank you, Andrew. Thank you so much for having me on this podcast, and thank you, Eloise, for reaching out. I had a hint that it was her, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> have you helped her, or she seen you helping other photographers? Yeah, so we became friends, I guess, through Alex Kern's coaching program, and she has a group for those pet photographers who has completed her program. And we became friends, and we just started talking, and yeah, we sort of help each other, and she has heard me of helping other pet photographers. She's referred, like, I don't know, she kept telling other pet photographers to get in touch with me. And so I've had a few people reach out and ask questions as well since, um, yeah, the business has kind of taken off, especially in the last couple of years, really. Yeah. So good. So is it true? Like, have you only been in business for two years? Because, I mean, I look at your work on your website and uh, on social media and it's like, even if you've been in business for two years, I'll find out more about that. You must have been shooting for a lot longer. Yes. So technically, I actually um, started my business back in 2010, but I never really made money out of it. It was mainly a side hustle while I was working in a government job. I did a whole lot. I started basically doing some second shooting for weddings. I did some events. I did some family photography. I did newborns as well. (laughs) And it was just, yeah, I never really thought pet photography was a thing. But I never made it, I guess I was one of those shoot and burn photographers. So I never thought I'd made, you know, a full income out of photography. It was always a mere side hustle making, you know, $5,000 a year to maximum, I think it was $12,000 a year. Mm -hmm. Because I was a shoot and burn photographer, I didn't really know, you know, what I was doing. But I practice a lot. I just love photography. So I learned. I did photography back in high school, um, film photography, and I picked up my first DSLR camera when I was, I think, just after uni in 2007, and that's when I started just learning by myself. And, yeah, I worked at a print lab as well for a few years on the side on top of my government job because my photography high school teacher owned the lab. So when my sister worked there, she moved away to New Zealand he asked me to help, so I did that, and I also had helped him shoot some formals and events and things like that. So, yeah, it kind of just got started from loving photography, and then I thought, okay, maybe I can make a bit of money, extra money on the side, and yeah. And then in 2019, October, my dog, Mac, passed away from heart failure. He was only nine years old, and he was diagnosed with heart failure two years before, and they told me he only had six months to leave, but he fought on for two years. And yeah, I got some photos from a studio photographer who does both people and pets, but I just, I really loved outdoors and I couldn't really find any um, pet photographers, outdoor pet photographer. And so I thought, well, why not do that? Because yeah, I want to be able to create some beautiful memories of, you know, people's pets, like, 
I wish I had some really beautiful photos of me and Mac outdoors just before, you know, he passed away. I did get some photos a few years back from a friend, but it would have been nice to just, yeah, have those beautiful photos with him without the harnesses and be able to, like, feel like he was, yeah, walking in the open area and having fun action shots and things like that. So that's how I got started, basically, end of 2019. But I didn't really know what I was doing other than I just did a lot of, I did a random model call, (laughs) did some, yeah, like I did some shoots with some dogs. I didn't charge that much. I started seeing other photographers offered products, so I did get a couple of samples back then, but I didn't really get any business and until started booming until after I did some coaching with Alex in September 2020. Got it. Okay, so 2019, when you started sort of exploring pet photography and outdoor pet photography, you still had photography as a side hustle. You still had the full-time government job. Correct. I actually only just quit earlier this year. Oh, wow. Okay. Yes. So just give me a snapshot of where your business is today, and then we'll just go back and fill in some blanks. So like in the last 12 months, have you got any idea of your turnover? Yes. So in the last financial year, my turnover is around 140000 Fantastic. And that's included with the lockdown last year, which was, I think we had a full lockdown in Canberra from July till early October. Wow. Does that blow you away, like saying that figure out loud? I was looking at it because my accountant was like contacting me, asking me if I need to finalize numbers. I was like, all right, let me have a look. I was like, this is like crazy. And, you know, like three months or nearly three months of that was lockdown. I was also sick for like a couple of months at the start because of, you know, winter cold. So, yeah, I was just like, and that's also on top of a job that I was working. I think I only reduced my hours to four days a week in June. So before that, I was working a full-time job up until June, five days a week in the government, 40, 44 hours a week. It was supposed to be 37 and a half, but I did around 40 or so plus hours a week and the photography session. Wow. So did you look at those figures and have a chat with your accountant or did you know, okay, it's time to, to quit the government job? Well, I always track my figures. My background is accounting, so I'm a numbers person. <laughs> so I'm always tracking figures and... After I did accounting, I did work as a business analyst. So that background kind of like just... Perfect. Yeah. Made me more of a numbers person. I, you know, look, I love looking into numbers and data and spreadsheets and stuff. So I do have a tracking spreadsheet of my data on top of my zero accounting software. But yeah, I kind of knew it, but I, I just, it didn't really hit me until I sort of looked at it fully. And I think I did around, like in the last financial year, I did 140 sessions. 140 sessions. Yeah. So can I extrapolate from that and say that, you know, on average your clients are spending $1,000 per session? Yeah. Right. And is that that a number that you were aiming or you're aiming to get to every time? Are you aiming for 2,000 and settling for 1,000? I'm aiming for 2,000. So... That's because I think a lot of the time last year as well, I've sort of like this year I'm starting to get more of the consistent $2,000. Last year, I'm still like working everything out as I go. So last year I didn't really do any calls before the session, like before they come. Any calls did you say? Yeah. So a lot of my bookings come from promo and most of the time it's just by email and then they come in, they do this. I mean, I'll meet them at the session. And then they'll come into the ordering appointment. And some of the promos are free print. So obviously I had a lot of free print takers. I did the book project and I didn't qualify them because I was working a full-time job. So I tried to automate everything and just accepted everyone. So most of the people in the book didn't really purchase anything, but that's okay. I basically just learned from it and just, okay, what can I improve next time? Let's change one thing and then see how it goes. And yeah. God, Okay. Just let me take you back to the figures for a second. So if you're doing, say, 140 clients, they're spending $1,000 on average, does that mean, you know, 50% are spending 2000 and 50% aren't buying anything? Or is this a, is the average really $1,000 per person? Yeah, I guess I had some mini sessions as well. So there were mini sessions that were less than like $300. They had the calendar contest um, promo that I did, which is, I think you interviewed Jessica Wazik. So I bought her calendar contest course. So 
that calendar contest fundraiser, I had some people not book in at all for an ordering appointment and then some only purchase a small amount. So it is a very average because I've got people who are spending now $3,000 to people who are just spending $600 or something like that. Got it. So it sounds to me like I guess the the tide changed when you started to implement these pre-session calls. That's when things started to get better sales-wise. Yes, yeah, yeah, that's right. And now I'm actually doing in-person planning appointments. Okay, so hang on. So before you were doing them on the phone, were they effective or not as effective as you wanted them to be? There were still some people who even after talking to them, they still didn't end up buying anything. And I didn't get a hint of that on the phone. And so now from, I think, April, I started doing in-person planning appointment after I was having a chat to one of my, uh, one of the members in my mastermind group, um, Pete Dawn, who's also a Canberra photographer, family photographer. So I started implementing in-person planning appointments from April. And since then, my average has increased. So if I look at my average for like May, it was around $2,000. Wow. Okay. So things are really improved. So just tell me, you know, with the, when you're doing the pre-shoot consultations on the phone yep. and now you're doing them in person, are you asking the same questions or is the whole thing different now? I am, I think, adding more questions because I go through a price list with them in person, whereas on the phone, like you can't really go through the price list. I mean, I asked them about, you know, how they want to display the images. So I still ask them those questions. Um, what were they thinking? You know, what they wanted to capture. And I sort of have a range of prices that I quote them because a lot of people are going, oh, I don't know. I haven't really thought about that. You know, I just want the digitals or I just want, you know, to see the images. Whereas when they come in person, they see my walls. So they come to your home because yes. you've got a home-based studio. That's right. Okay. And for the listener, I'm actually, we're recording audio, but I can see Inna and right behind her, she has these beautiful wall art displays. So if I look right are you all around the room, okay, so you've got a trilogy there or a triptych that some people call them. Yeah. And then that's my TV. I've got my desktop stuff as well. Okay. So desktop displays and you've got wall art as well. And you've got like, I mean, what do you call them? Collections? Yeah. A wall gallery. Yeah. And also the collage as well. Okay, so the wall gallery is like a, a large image with three smaller images underneath. The gallery is um, the four images all together inside the one frame, and then you've also got the single image there. So clients come, and I can see they're amazing photos. They're beautifully lit, yeah. great posing, beautifully you know mounted on the walls and framed. So when the clients come in, obviously they see what they can potentially get for themselves. That's right. What were you doing before? Was it via Zoom or just literally on the phone? On the phone. Right, so they weren't seeing really anything apart from your website. Exactly, exactly. I've had some Zoom calls as well, but I don't think the impact is as big as when they see it because they actually, sometimes I spend like last night I spent an hour with one client because she actually went to see in all of them and touch it. And she's like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. I want something like that for my wall. Can we do that? And yeah, <laughs> she's just like, I want all of these. Okay. So just tell me, because these sound like a, like a massive deal. They're making a huge difference to your bottom line, to your sales. So the client, first of all, do you get any pushback when you ask clients to come in for an in-person pre-shoot session? Not really. Well, I've had a couple. And for those, I said, well, we can do it via Zoom if you'd like. I think it's mainly for those who are far away. But I had a client from a promo back in April. They live in Tumut, which is about two hours away. And they came here. Wow. Okay. So when you say they came here, so is it usually the, the mum and dad of the dog or is it just? That's correct. That's correct. Is that what usually happens or is it usually just one owner? Usually both because I tell them in the email, I said um, basically anyone who's making their financial decisions should be coming. So if it's a couple, then I would recommend both people come. Okay, so they knock on the door, they come in, you welcome them in. Yeah. Do they take a look around? Like what happens? What happens when they walk in the door? I welcome them in first. We basically talk about, you know, I ask them about what are they doing. Like I've got their dog's name. I ask them to tell me a bit more about their dogs. Do they bring their dogs? No, they don't. I did start by doing that, but they just 
become distracted, the dogs get very distracted. So now I say no dogs in the planning appointment because I just want to spend the time to get to know you and your dog. So I ask about them, get to know them a bit, small talk. So we ask about their dog, what's their personality like, you know, why do they love them, you know, what do they love to do? And then we start going into basically the shoot. So I said, I specialize in outdoor, but I also do studio. But I still meet, basically majority of my sessions are still outdoors because that's what I love and that's what I specialize in. But I do offer studio. I've been doing a lot of cats lately in the studio, photographing lots of cats. <laughs> but dogs mainly outdoors. So we talk about the shoot, how the shoot goes. So I explain to them. Yeah, it goes for 60 minutes. I've got different locations that you can go to. I have a slideshow playing in the background. So they'll see photos on my Samsung frame TV, which is like on an easel there. Love it. Love it. So that's playing in the background and like rotating photos so they can see all the different locations I go to. We talk about locations. I say it depends up, you know, how you want to display your images and what sort of images you want with the locations. And then I explain to them after the shoot, you come back here for your ordering appointment. And then I go into the pricing and products. So I said, so, you know, I specialize in wall art, obviously, as you can see, <laughs> because there's lots of photos of the wall. And then I take out my pricing guide. I've got a one pager as well as an ordering guide. So let me grab it and show you. So I've got my one pager, which I hand to them and they take this home as well. So this is like a, this is an A4 sheet, double-sided. That's right, yeah. Got it. And it looks, it's nicely printed. Yeah. It looks like it's got a lot on there, to be fair. It's got a lot on there. I need to reduce it. I got um, Pete Dawn to help me with this. So basically on the top, it's the wall gallery. So look at, start with the wall gallery. Then you can complement it with wall art, boxes or albums, or the single print. So I'm really focusing on the big prints on the wall. That's half of the page is just like the wall up, the wall gallery collection. Are you showing them, you know, what things are on your wall when they look at the price list? Yes. Yes. Okay. Because you've got one size on your wall for each of the products. Can they buy them in different sizes? They can. They can. So actually, I just updated my wall yesterday. So Pete came to me yesterday and helped me put that up. He also helped me put the wall gallery up. So um, shout out to Pete Dawn. Thanks for that. <laughs> he's a legend by the sound of <laughs> it. He's a legend and he's an awesome guy. So I reckon you should interview him too. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, before I had actually a smaller, um, a 16 by 20 on there, but now I've replaced it with the big 30 by 40 and then I've taken down all the other smaller ones. And if they ask, I will show them the size, but I'm wanting them to buy the bigger. Got it. So are you finding that they tend to buy what they can see on your wall in the same sizes as well? Yeah. So the most popular one was actually the one behind me here is the 30 by 30 collage. Okay. So for the listener, the 30 by 30 features like a, a landscape format image at the top. It's got three of Inner's dogs. And then underneath, there's one of each of the dogs separately in a square form. And this is all inside one single frame. Correct. And I offer that in a metal as well. So, but that's my most popular because they see that they're like, okay, we want that. The one next to it before was a 16 by 20. So some people actually got that too. And that's a single image. A single wall art, yes. Right, okay. Yeah. And so the hope is now they're going to buy the 40 by 50. Is it 40 by 50, you said? Uh, 30 by 40. 30 by 40, sorry. 30 by 40. Yes. And then I've got a 20 by 30 now as well in the hallway. So <laughs> I don't know if you can see that. I can, yeah. Okay. So you'll take the clients through your gallery to help them choose. So this is before the session. Are they actually saying that's what I want in most cases? Yes, because then I know what to, for example, if they want that, the gallery there, that's more of a very landscape landscape photo so I know what I want to capture at the session I know I want to take a, at least a few photos with the landscape with a longer landscape which is a 25 by 45 inch right okay and so they're seeing the prices on the price list at, or the price guide at the same time correct right I mean so they know exactly what they're in for yep before the session yep okay how many times or does it ever happen that at that pre-planning session the clients say, mm, this is more than what we wanted to spend. Yeah, a few times. And I said, that's okay. And some people don't go ahead and book a session. And I said, that's okay. I'd rather know upfront 
then having go through the session, calling, editing a gallery and them coming in the ordering appointment to say, oh, actually, I just like want one image or I can't really afford anything. For sure. Yeah. So you don't try and push them to just have the session and see what they can afford once they come in after you want them to know they can afford it. Yeah. Because, yeah, I don't want them to come after the session, see the photos, and they love it, and then they can't afford it. Got it. So before I did do free print promo, so a lot of the time they get a free print, um, a 5 by 7 or 8 by 10 So when they do come, I mean, some of them just wanted to get the free print. Right. So it's a lot of work to go through the session, the ordering appointment, and then they just take the free print. Totally agree. So have you taken the free print promos out now and just offering a print credit? Correct. And, yeah, so I've tested a few things. I did free prints when I first started, obviously, because, you know, I first started, it was great to get my name out and practice and do a lot of shoots. And then I trialed as well earlier this year a print and credit, and I've also been doing with my sessions, you get either a print or a credit. Right. So some people choose the print, some people choose a credit. Okay, so is one working better than the other? Or? Um, I think the, yeah, I haven't really fully tested the credit only, so I've just done the promo from I think a couple weeks ago and I've had about I think 30 or 40 planning appointments 30 maybe or so planning appointments 30 planning appointments from one promo yeah I've got 17 coming up before I go on Tuesday (laughs) okay so what's happening on Tuesday I'm off to New Zealand for holidays, working holidays for a month. Holidays. You told me beforehand what you're doing. It doesn't sound like working, a holiday. Working holiday. <laughs> well, it's um, I'm going to a pet photography workshop with Craig Tanner Bullock and Charlotte Reeves. And then uh, we've organized some shoots as well with some other pet photographer friends that I've met through Facebook and then going to the photo show, the NZIPP photo show in Nelson. Since I've got some photos that I submitted as well in the awards, Iris Awards. So I think all my photos have gone through to live judging. So Wow, congratulations. They've a preliminary assessment thing. And then, yeah, so it'll be interesting to see that. And, yeah, and then I'll be visiting my sister in Wellington. So there will be a bit of holidays as well. Sure. Uh, it sounds so amazing what, you know, how far you've come in such short time. Just tell me a little bit about those sessions you've organised with the other photographer friends that you've made on Facebook and through different groups. Are they paid sessions? Are they free sessions? Are they just workshopping together to practice? What are they? Yeah, so they just um, – so Kirsten Ho from Waterfleet in Auckland, um, she's organised some dog models and we're just going to do free sessions because obviously I haven't shot in snow before and, you know, different places. Okay, you're going to be in the snow. We're going to try to go to the snow farm and – because it's, yeah, it's going to be probably snowing in Queenstown. So Unreal. that would be something different. And, yeah, it's just more to, I guess, get out of our comfort zone and do something different. We're going to do some colour powder shoot as well, which I've started doing. Let me show you. <laughs> <laughs> I've been doing outdoors. Okay, so Ina's just gone and grabbed a, uh, a matted print. Okay, so it's a dog jumping over a log or a stick and it's bursting through blue. What, what is it? Is, is it a colour color bomb? It's called holy colour powder. So it's basically cornstarch dyed with some food dyes. So how do you set that off? So actually this all started because the owner approached me and said she saw another pet photographer do it. And she goes, do you do this? And I was like, no, I haven't done it, but I could. I love that. I was like, sure, I could try. Let me look into it. And, yeah, and basically I did um, approach another photographer in the U.S. that I saw did it, basically patted the powder on the dog's back and then just got them to jump. And as they jump, the powder just goes. Oh, wow. And so it's an action shot. So I just get, yeah, going (laughs) trying to capture the photos as they jump. So there was another one that I did. I did a second one because – once I posted that photo, some more people go, oh, can I do that too? And I was like, sure, <laughs> why not? So good, so good. I want to ask you about reaching out to that other photographer, but before we get there, you know, you're going to photograph in the snow. 
Are you going there with the idea just to experiment and play? Are you trying to get some photos for awards? Are you getting something for your, you know, for your own website, for your portfolio? Like, what's the thinking behind getting these photos? Yeah, uh, getting some photos for my portfolio, possibly awards as well, and trying to do something out of my comfort zone because I'm always looking to improve. Um, yeah, always looking to improve. And that's one thing that's for me, always continuous learning. I do a lot of courses and I do them, but I do take action. So I probably wouldn't get to where I am if I didn't take any action. And yes, some of them might not work. And some I've had promos that just failed, but that's okay. Absolutely. I mean, if, as long as you're putting them into action and trying what you're learning, that's the main thing, isn't it? Exactly. And just, and then I was like, okay, that didn't work. So what, what did it work then? And yeah. Cool. All right. <laughs> there's so many ways I want to take this. You know, there's so many things you're doing. I mean, it's so um, inspiring to hear about your business. When you reached out to that photographer with the cornstarch color, what's the name of it? What's it called? Holly Powder. Holly Powder. So when you reached out to that photographer in the US, just tell me about that process because there are certain ways that I think you should reach out to another photographer for help. How did you do it? I just said, because I saw her real, I said, this is so cool. I love how, how you did the color powder. May I ask how, you know, how you learned it? And and she actually mentioned another photographer that she followed and she just said, I just basically tried and played around. And then we just started talking. I did know her from another, um, the Pet Photographer Club. I think we were on the mastermind call, like on a call, one of the monthly calls with Caitlin. So I sort of already kind of know her and we follow each other on Instagram. So you had that little bit of a connection. That's right, yeah. Okay, awesome. Yeah. And then she was happy to share and help. Yep, yep. She sent me some videos, links of videos that she already had on Instagram. And I just looked at it and, like, I watched the video, I think played it, like, three or, like, a hundred times. <laughs> <Just to, laughs> <laughs> so good. Just to see it. And then, yeah, and I thought, and I told the owner, the one that approached me, I was like, I haven't done this before, so let's just see how we go. And because she was already a paying client, so she already did the shoot with me. And she spent $1,700. So I said, let's just do this as a test. And I'm happy to give you the, yeah, a couple of digitals, a few digitals for free because I haven't done this before. So I don't know what's, don't know what it's going to be like. <laughs> um, so if it turns out, then yeah, you know, and then she obviously shared it with other people as well. And people started seeing it. And yeah. So now you're getting requests for it. Yeah. Yeah. So good. I've got like two or three already wanting to book in. Okay, so like when you see that people are asking for something like that, then do you think, hmm, I should run a promo yeah. for this holly colour? <laughs> yes, that's exactly what I've been doing this year, going, maybe I should do like a mini, like a limited edition session so that I can do it back to back and I can just get down dirty in that one location and <laughs> just, yeah. So that's one of the things I'm sort of thinking about how I would do this as a promo or you know, a limited edition kind of session. You keep chucking out this word promo. I want to dive into that in just a second, but there's one other thing that really did catch my attention when I was looking at your website and doing a little bit of research, and it's the video on your pricing guide page. I love that video. You dispel the myths, you answer the questions that potential clients might have. Who did that video for you and who scripted it? So that is my friend, Luke Marriott. He is amazing. He's a young guy. So I I think I met him a few years ago. So he did a video for me back in 2020 and he didn't charge me much at all. Like I think I only paid, I don't know, not much at all, like 150 or something. And same style of video? Same style of video. But I said, I want to like compensate you properly <laughs> because that back then I started, I didn't really know, you know, what was involved. And I basically asked him, I want to you to cover, you know, three to five shoots to come with me on location. And then we do some video at my house showing the artwork and also with a client, an ordering appointment and at the recent sort of studio that I set up. And then in terms of the script, I sort of started something and then he helped me tailor it. Right, okay. And he structured it. He sort of changed it around to fit based on the editing that he's done. Well. I love it. It's so good. Yeah. So for the listener, I'll link to this in the show notes so you can see exactly what we're talking about here. But basically it's you see Ina in action, you see her clients, you see the dogs, you see the finished artwork, and she's narrating throughout 
in a beautifully calm voice explaining things you know like you know maybe your dog won't sit still maybe you're worried about the dog not behaving or having a leash showing in the photo and you're going to photoshop those things you can deal with any kind of situation so you basically dispel all those concerns that a prospective client might have and it's only like a two minute video isn't it two and a half minute or something I was really nervous when I recorded the script. I was like, oh, my God. It's great. <laughs> I'm glad that you said I sounded calm out, but I was not calm. <laughs> so do you get feedback from clients about that video or is it only people, other photographers noticing it? Other photographers are noticing it. And I, um, I noticed Amanda Engel from Hair of the Dog Academy kept tagging me in posts when people asking about videos. <laughs> she kept referring to my video. I was like, oh. Okay, that's, thanks. That's so good. So do clients notice too? Yes, they do. They're like, oh, we love that video. And I've actually had a few people inquired when I post that video. And in addition to that video, Luke also created me, I think, four or five reels from the footage that he takes so that I could post on Instagram and I can reuse them as contents as well. Okay. And I imagine Luke is a little bit more expensive than $150 these days. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> I was like, I am paying you more than that because that's a lot of work and I was like I know what I value my work and I was like I value your work video is not a level so I was like please compensate me like please invoice me like the right amount and did he (laughs) he did he did how much well actually I think still quite low it's about 1500 oh wow that's still a bargain yeah it's amazing what he's done yeah. He might be pretty busy after this. Well, he's in um he's moved now, which is a shame. He's moved to Geelong and I'm just like, no, because I really wanted him to come along to a few more shoots. But if he comes back to Canberra, I'm definitely gonna hire him and yeah. It'd be worth flying him up. Exactly. <laughs> it's so good. He's doing um an awesome project, a video project, I think, with um an organization about I think uh I can't remember what it's about, but it's like a yes theory and he did um skydiving with an eighty four year old. Oh wow. But it was, yeah, uh, so he's, he's doing an amazing thing and I'm so happy for him. Oh, that's good. So, yeah. So tell me about these promos because, I mean, you throw the term promos out there, but I've got the feeling you're, you're running all different kinds of promos or is there one that's working especially well? Premium members of PhotoBiz Exposed hear more of the best photography business strategies from every guest. And I've got one more question I want to ask you, but before we get to that, where's the best place for the listener to see more of your work, what you're doing and keep up to date with, you know, where you're at? Social media, Instagram and Facebook. I do, well, I've got a virtual assistant who does most of my social media. I still do some as well, but we do post regular contents on there. And my website to contact me to see some of my work, but social media is, yeah, where I'm quite active on. And obviously I'm in the PhotoBizX group as well. That people can reach out to me there. Unreal. And I've got like your your Instagram feed is gorgeous. Did you say you've got a, a VA doing that? Correct. So I started, it was a big decision and I was worried about it because it was another expense, obviously, to add on. At the start of the year, I hired a VA through an agency. I think they're based in Melbourne. So it's probably, I pay a bit more than I would if I find someone myself. Look at the work. The work's gorgeous. They provide her with coaching and training. I provide feedback every month. If there's something that I'm not happy with, I provide feedback and then they do more coaching with her and training with her. But she like she comes up with the content. Oh wow. And then she just goes, Can you provide me with the photos to go with the content? I was like, Okay. <laughs> and she's like, How about this week for this topic? We'll do this. I was like, Yeah, sure. I was like, Oh, let me find the photos for you and yeah. Okay, so you have like Tuesday tips, for example, on Facebook. Yeah, so she comes up with that. She uses my blog as well as a base. So sometimes she'll go to my blog and she'll use that as a basis. And But then she does her own research as well and find articles and then she creates some content from that. And it's getting people talking and people actually commenting. And, you know, like I, I don't mind the likes, but I think I want people to engage with the content and people go, you know, for example, I think this week was about – um, what do you play, you know, how do you play with your dog and reach your dog? And people are commenting, going, oh, yeah, I play hide and seek um, with my dog or I play, you know, tug of war with my dogs at home. That's so good. So, yeah. Which is how social media is meant to work, isn't it? It's meant to be a two-way street, meant to get engagement, and you're, you're getting that. Correct. And from the post that, yeah, she's been creating, it's been great. So good. Awesome. 
I'll add links to where everyone can find you online. But I mean, if you search Ina J Photography, that's I-N-A-J Photography, you'll find Ina. And like I said, I'll link to all those different places in the show notes and have photos as well of the things that we talked about. You know, the last thing I wanted to ask you, like looking back over the last two or three years when things have just accelerated and, and gone so well for you, if you had to pick one thing that you thought, yeah, that, that's the thing that made the biggest difference. Like, is it the promos? Is it the coaching? Is it the mastermind groups? You know, is there something you think? I think it's a coaching, but also just actually putting it into action, like just doing it, even though if it's not perfect and trying it out and just see how it goes and then just yeah putting things into action but learning with the coaching and I guess I'm a bit of a like I do quite a lot of courses and yes some people say oh you do courses you watch them but then what do you do afterwards I do try and put them into action and yeah and actually take it and I am doing one right now which is a commercial pet photography so I do attempt to go to the 5 a.m. calls, even though it's very early. <laughs> I have fallen asleep at times, but I do what I do listen. And a lot of the stuff I've learned really is it all started with your podcast. Like I started listening to your podcast. I discovered Alex. I discovered Charlotte, Pet Photographers Club. You know, your podcast is a lot to thank for. So I really want to say thank you, Andrew, because you have made a difference in my business. And awesome. I'm really grateful for that because I love podcasts. I do listen to podcasts at like 1.6 times speed, <laughs> 1.7 times speed because I want to get through all the content. And I, I used to listen when I drive to work and then as soon as I get off the car, I'd be like writing all the notes from my memory. And I can't listen to podcasts at one time speed anymore now. I just It's just like normal for me to be doing it for the last three years. Four years that way. That's so good. Well, I want to hear what you think about your own voice when you listen back to it. Oh, my gosh. I don't want to listen to <laughs> it. 1.7 speed. I know. I don't want to listen to it. Well, you can tell me something then. So we're still recording, but I'm curious, and you're not going to hurt my feelings here, but when you listen to a Photo Biz X episode of the podcast, do you just skip straight to the interview or do you skip to a certain part of the interview? Do you skip over the intro? No. Really? I listen to the whole lot. <laughs> like, truly, I listen to the whole lot. I was like, just, yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Cool. Yeah. Oh, that's that's good to know. And like, if I do find stuff that I'm like, oh, I need to go back to that. So I'll go back to it again. Or I'll go back to your show notes, which is really, really helpful. Nice. Like, okay. I was like, I remember. I, but somehow I do like find that I, I work better by listening. And then I just retain it more. Even like reading stuff I don't like get as much like I listen to audiobooks because I just find it a little bit more and that's yeah that's how it all started like podcasts is a lot of like calendar contests I listen to Jessica Wazik calendar contests and that's how I started so I've been doing that for the last three years raising about 11,000 each year for the charity fantastic and that's also creates revenue for you too doesn't it yes not as big but it, it's been what's creating the brand awareness right okay my business and i also did press releases for those so i got featured in the camera times nice unreal and you know article and yeah you know, the press release i just randomly wrote it myself as well i was like oh well, let's just give this a go send it to a few people and see what happens and yeah and yeah and then i guess it's all come up you know when everything's come up well including you know this year winning the local business awards that's right. Congratulations. You won the award, which is fantastic. Yeah, that was very surprising. <laughs> <laughs> Can we finish with a really difficult question? Okay. Yeah. You mentioned a number of coaches. You mentioned Alex Cairns. You mentioned Caitlin and Kirsty. Uh, who else did you mention? Kim. Kim. Kim Marie. Yeah. Is there anyone else that you've used? Any other coaches? Uh, Mark Rosetta. I do his Master Your Marketing course as well. Okay, so Mark as well. So all popular, well-known coaches, all fantastic coaches as far all as right. I know. If you're talking to a brand-new pet photographer, they've got their photography looking good, they're ready to go into business, they want to start making more money from their photography, which coach would you say go to to start with? So if you're a pet photographer and you like, brand new to business, you haven't really done anything or haven't really, I guess Alex was the sort of, turning point in my business that I want to say because she is a pet photographer and you know I started basically generating money and since then I've had consistent tips but I've learned everything from a lot of the other coaches for example 
the marketing, the automation, Kirsty and Caitlin are amazing. And also the network of pet photographers. And then Kim's also provided her insights into, you know, Facebook ads and leads and competition and expos. And then you've got Mark's Master Your Marketing course, all the different marketing campaigns. So some of those I've implemented in there. So I would say all of these coaches have really helped me in different ways. But yeah, I think for like a pet photographer, because Alex is a specialist pet photographer and knows the industry and works in the industry, um, that was the turning point in my business specifically for me. Awesome. Awesome. Well, you'll be happy to know that we're going to have Alex back on the show as well later in the year, which is uh, I'm looking forward to. She's awesome. Yeah. Yes, yes. Ina, you are amazing. Thank you. Massive thanks for coming on and for saying yes to doing this. You've shared a ton. Listeners are going to love what you had to share. I can't wait to follow up and see where you are in 12 months and two years' time. Oh, yeah. And I'm also looking forward to seeing some of these snow photos. You have to share them yes. when you get them done. I will, I will. I can't wait. I'm so excited about my work. I've been like waiting for this day for ages <laughs> and I'll get to meet some of the people that I've been chatting with on Messenger Daily for the last year like because some of these pet photographers i haven't even met in person so it's gonna be amazing so good it's nice to be sort of on the other side i mean i know covid's still around but it's nice to be coming at the other side and being able to travel again so look have an amazing trip thank you say hello to any photo biz x members and listeners that you see as well yeah i will and i'm really looking forward to releasing this interview and getting it out there so again massive thanks ina thank you andrew thank you so much i really appreciate it I hope you enjoyed that interview with Ina as much as I did. Ina, if you're listening, again, thank you so much for coming on, for sharing everything you did. I hope you have a fantastic time in New Zealand. and looking forward to hearing updates, seeing more of your photos, especially these ones that you photograph in the snow, and following along with your incredible journey. For you, the listener, I do hope you got a ton from what Ina had to share. Don't forget she's an active participant inside the members Facebook group. So if you have any follow-up questions for Ina or if you just want to say thanks for coming on or congratulate her on her success, you can do that inside the members Facebook group if you are a premium member. And if you just want to get in touch with Ina, have a look at her online profiles, what she's doing with her website, her Instagram, her Facebook page, whatever it may be. I've got links to anything and everything that she mentioned in the show notes for today's episode. And you'll find them this week at photobizx.com forward slash 475. Oh, and I have to add that as soon as we finished recording, uh, Ina felt so bad for not mentioning Katie, Kaylee, Katie Collenberg of Katie K as one of her business coaches. Katie has been a massive influence on Ina and helped her as well as the other coaches that she did mention. And she said to me afterwards, oh my God, I was thinking about so many things at once. There were so many things running through my head. I forgot to mention Katie. I feel so bad. So uh, yeah, I just want to let you know that Katie was another integral part of Ina's success. And I've linked to her past interview in the show notes as well and just out of curiosity i'd love to hear how you listen to the podcast are you like ina do you listen at 1.7 times normal speed i've tried listening at faster speeds and i just i just don't enjoy it as much so i i'm old school i still listen at normal playback speeds but i'd love to hear what you do when you listen to the podcast Do you have different playback speeds for different podcasts? Do you fast forward intros of every podcast? Do you listen to everything from every podcast that you listen to? I'd love to hear more about your your listening preferences. I really am curious. So let me know uh, in the comments area or shoot me an email or let's talk about it inside the members Facebook group. I'd love to hear about your listening habits when it comes to podcasts. I've got one big shout out for today's episode. And this one goes to Utah dog photographer, Kim Kuhlman, who was obviously based in the US. And she left a five-star rating and a lovely review inside Google. And she says, PhotoBizX is an awesome podcast with awesome guests. And her simple but lovely review reads, I'm a premium member and very happy to support such great education and inspiration for photographers. Thanks, Andrew, and keep up the great work. So super simple, but 
I do appreciate it so much. So Kim, thank you again for taking the time to leave that rating and review. It really does help me, helps other photographers find the podcast, and it's always lovely to read something nice about the podcast. So again, thanks so much, Kim. For you, the listener, if you're unaware, it's so easy to do exactly what Kim did and as a result, get a strong backlink pointing back to your own website. So Kim is working on her SEO. She left a simple but lovely review for the podcast inside Google, and you can do this in iTunes as well. And not only does she get a shout out on the podcast, I'm also linking back to her website using a keyword phrase that she's looking to rank for to help with her SEO. And you can do this too. It's super simple. Just leave a review in Google or in iTunes or wherever or however you listen to podcasts. Let me know that you've left that review. I'll link back to your website if you let me know that you've done that. All I'll need is the URL that you want me to link to and a keyword phrase that you're looking to rank for. So in Kim's case, the keyword phrase she's looking to rank for is Utah dog photography. I've used that phrase as the anchor text to link to her website, which is chilidogphoto.com. So Google sees the anchor text, it sees the link, and it helps with her authority with that particular keyword phrase. And again, you can do exactly the same thing for your own website. And you'll see, if you do check this out, that Kim is pretty savvy with her SEO and is ranking really well for that keyword phrase. Now, of course, that's not the only reason I want you to leave a review for the podcast. I'd love you to do that just because you are enjoying the podcast and you want to share it with other photographers. That's a, that's a massive help to me, but it's my little way to, to show some extra thanks for taking the time to leave those reviews. So again, thank you so much, Kim. Alrighty, that is going to wrap up this episode of the podcast. I am well and truly back into work mode now. I think, I think finally I have my sleep patterns back to normal. It's been absolutely horrendous <laughs> trying to get over this jet lag. I did everything I could to keep myself awake for as long as possible. Yesterday, I had 12 hours of unbroken sleep, which <laughs> I have not had since I got back. And uh, I'm hoping that is the turning point. Oh, and you know what? I went cycling on Saturday, first time back on the bike after France. And it's the coldest I've ever been on a bike. <laughs> it was ridiculous. I promised myself I'm putting my bike away until springtime. It was absolutely horrible. And if I can't make myself do that, I'm only going to be going out in the afternoons or when the temps hit over 15 degrees Celsius because it was absolutely horrible out there. <laughs> Alrighty, look, I hope you are staying warm. Hope you're sleeping well. Hope you are safe, healthy and well. And I will talk to you soon. Bye for now. If you have enjoyed this episode, head to photobizx.com. Join the conversation, leave a comment, and share your thoughts on the interview with Andrew and today's special guest.